0: You never know what God, what, when you're sharing your testimony, you never know what God is up to. But what I believe is not only do we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony and loving not our lives unto death, but we release grace into somebody else's life to trust it. I've had a cool sermon two weeks in a row, but The truth is, we just live it out. It's about contemplative prayer. Contemplative prayer just simply means praying beyond words. It means being present to God. To be in His presence and not ask Him for anything, but just be with Him. The rabbis in Israel say that the way that you say the name of God which they will never say, they'll call him Adonai king of the universe but they don't ever say Yahweh but what they what they believe is that they actually never stop saying it because Yahweh is He's the giver of breath. You couldn't take a breath without Him. His name sustains you. His name upholds you. His name is what literally puts the fire in your nervous system and causes your heart to beat as the very air He gives you is His name. so there is a devotion beyond words romans actually talks about praying and not knowing how to pray as we ought, but the spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings or groans that words can't find it's possible to actually come to god and say papa You know what? So many people, they come to pray, and they're like, well, I don't know what to say. I'm like, oh, my God, you're starting with contemplative prayer. You know how cool it is to be able to come into God's presence and be like, okay, I'm here. That's the goal. So if you can start there, start there. Just show up and say, I'm here, and I'm just going to sit here and be with you. Whatever you want to show me, whatever you want to tell me, I'm here to be with you. And as you breathe, you say his name. Jesus often withdrew into the solitude. His disciples had to ask him, Lord, give us something to say. Teach us what to pray. Because have you ever thought about why does Jesus pray? He said, "If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. What is He doing? Is He asking Himself for power? You know what I mean? Like, I know He's going to be with the Father. And when, when your goal is just to be with Him, all your needs will turn to answers. Matter of fact, He said it like this: If you'll seek first the Kingdom of God and His righteousness." All these other things will take care of themselves. I want to read you a couple of things. I wrote my first poem today. The anointing Mayonda came on me. Are y'all good just for a couple minutes? Are y'all okay? Into the forest I go To lose my mind and find my soul To pause To hear the rustling of the leaves My soul can now feel the gentle breeze Prayer can be so much more than talk It is fellowship with God To hear the whisper Come take a walk Let all the busy distractions go What will it profit you if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? I don't have time. I need to make time. I haven't found the time. Time just flies by. But when did it grow wings? And how did we find time for all the other things? The promise of Jesus remains true. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will be added to you. When we spend time with God, time is never lost. Psalm 46, it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Can I just teach you guys for a second? I know... Half the church is gone. It's cool. They can watch online or not. It might not be online. I don't know. Who cares? Um, Can I just teach you guys something practical on this? One of the ways that you can, does anybody have trouble quieting your mind? Like when you go to pray? Or, Or you try to be still? You know, the actual theological term is contemplative prayer, but people call it all kinds of stuff. Quiet time. Listening to God, soaking—I mean, it goes by different, all kinds of names. But contemplative prayer is the theological term of it, and this is one of the ways that I practice contemplative prayer that has made so much difference in my life. You know, the Bible says to meditate on the Word of God. That doesn't mean to just roll it around in your mouth. Or your mind, it actually means to roll it around in your mouth. It means to chew the cud again. It's literally an agricultural word for cows eating something and then bringing it back up to chew it again. That's where the word meditate comes from—to bring something back up and chew on it again. I know that sounds kind of gross, but but to meditate on the word literally means to chew on it, to say it, to talk about it. It's not just think about it. It's to say it, to talk about it. And we, you, you can get in God's presence. Don't take a book of the Bible. You can take a phrase. Literally, just take a phrase. One of the ways most people actually practice contemplative prayer is using Psalm 46. And this is what they'll do. They'll say, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. Just be present. Be in this moment. Because our mind can only think of the past and the future. We don't know how to be here right now in this moment. Our mind is fascinated with the future or or judging the past and trying to make sense of the past. And, but the key to contemplative prayer is to be right here, right now. And the way that you do that is you just take a phrase. One of my favorite ones is, Your loving kindness is better than life. And after I've done praying, you got to pray for needs, you got to pray for people, you got to pray for your concerns. All that's part of it. But when you can find that quiet, still place, it's there that Elijah began to hear the voice of the Lord. wasn't in the, the earthquakes and the fire. It was in the, the silence. And so I'll take a phrase like, your loving kindness is better than life. It's one of my favorite ones. And when I just get quiet before the Lord and I begin to just be here in this moment with him, any thought that comes into my mind that tries to pull me out of that moment, I use that phrase, I use that scripture, that little text, like a broom to just sweep the thought away. So I might be in the presence of contemplative prayer, and man, what is so cool, you will find yourself so deep in the presence of God, it will probably scare you. There's times I've literally, like, I I gotta quit praying, I feel like I'm gonna be consumed. Seriously. And and you can just take a thought like that. Your loving kindness is better than life. And when your mind says, You, you know what you got to do tomorrow? Your loving kindness is better than life. Yeah, but, yeah, but your loving kindness is better than life. It could be, He leads me beside the still waters, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. But if it's too long, it'll actually re-engage your mind, and it'll make you start thinking again. And the goal is not to think in the presence of God. The goal is to be present with God beyond words. Does that make sense? So I, I want to show you this, and um, I'm, a, I'm not going to preach my sermon, I promise you. But I just want to show you, um, if you search this up on the Internet, it will not help you. Okay, I'm just telling you, it won't help you. If you're like, oh yeah, I wanna, I wanna look up and study contemplative prayer. It will, the internet is a weird place sometimes. Anybody ever know? You'll find helpful, wonderful, exciting, crazy, hateful, mystical, weirdo. You'll literally find anything under the sun if you look it up. Henry Nowen. Rick Warren, Larry Crabb, Beth Moore all agree that being still in the presence of God is an important spiritual discipline if we're to draw close and hear from God. John Ortberg, the author and teaching pastor of Willow Community Church says, it is one thing to talk to God, it is another thing entirely to listen to Him. Focus on the family maintains there is nothing unbiblical or anti-Christian about solitude silence or contemplative prayer no not at any rate as they have been practiced within the context of christian history as seen from the second and third century and beyond as a matter of fact these disciplines are a time-honored tradition they have been central to the church's spiritual life for millennia and centuries christianity.com has a great article on this if you want to look up christianity.com contemplative prayer a contemplative prayer is about oneness it's about union with god and the truth is we're already experiencing contemplative prayer and i didn't never said a word about it because we're learning to just be here and what I'm learning is the gift of your presence is the most valuable gift you can give. Because by your presence, you're saying, "There's, I could be anywhere else in the world, but right here, right now, I'm here. And with your presence, you're saying, there's nowhere I'd rather be than right here, right now. So, God, that's our prayer. Take us to the place beyond words where we're just one with you.